we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. You have gifts. God has given you gifts. And I, I, I really believe my gift is one of probably major gift that God has given me is understanding. Just being able to know where a person is coming from when they're doing what they do. I, you know, and I take that into consideration when I'm dealing with people. Just got to know where they're coming from. You'll get mad at a whole lot of people if you expect them to react the way you react all the time. That's what husbands and wives, that's the biggest issue between a husband and a wife. That's y'all both expecting the other to do what you think they ought to do. That's a man and a woman. There's no way that woman, woman, you're not going to get that man to do what you think he ought to do all the time. You know why? Because he's not a woman. Man, same thing. You're not going to get that woman to do what you think she ought to do. So when you understand that, then you'll understand. You'll get an understanding. So when she yells at you for leaving the toilet seat up, and you're thinking, why did you just back into it anyway? I mean, you, in, the, in, the man's, in the man's mind, it's like, well, I mean, it seemed like you would. But in a woman's mind, why would I have to? I shouldn't have to if you let it down. But in a man's mind, yes, you do have to because I don't let it down. Thus, we have a conundrum. And see how that could just start an argument and a divorce. A divorce. Why do you lay, leave your clothes on chairs, man? Well, because I know you, you like to pick them up off of them. I don't like to. I have to. But because you do, I lay them there. Well, I'm not picking them up no more. You don't have to because I'm all right with them laying there. And thus we have a conundrum. That's under, that's, that, that's perspective. That's vantage point. That's a man and a woman. God made us that way. Why are you divorcing over that and then going to go get somebody else and you still got a man and a woman? You might as well try to figure out how can we come, ha, come halfway on this. But you got to get understanding. Look at somebody say, get understanding. And once you get an understanding, I understand where he's coming from. Okay, he didn't mean, when he said that, he didn't mean it like that because he's used to talking like that. That's the way he talks. When she said it, she don't mean it. That's the way she talks. Let me look back into her history and figure out what she went through. That's understanding, all right? So that's what we're talking about today. You got to have understanding. Man, you can't even be saved without understanding. So a lot of folks going to hell because they don't understand. There are demons assigned to each of us to make God's way seem impossible to follow. Anybody ever feel like just, you know, just I, I just quit because it's impossible to do this thing. Anybody ever feel like that? Lord, this way, the, 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 the right way is just too hard. 
Demons will speak to you and tell you that and make you feel like giving up and quitting. Yeah, they'll go as far as making you want to kill yourself, speaking death to you, trying to take you out. And the more you listen, the more they'll talk. John 10 and 10 says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. What part of steal, kill, and destroy don't you understand? Get an understanding and know that your enemy doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to kill and then destroy you. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it what? Better. More is better. Is more better? Amen. More is, a, more is better. So he's going to give you life more abundantly. These demons point out our errors and make them seem irreversible and unrepairable. Like you did something that God can't fix, so now you're just jacked forever. That's what the devil wants you to feel. But like I talked about last week, God, I mean, I mean, God said, hey, you want to come after me? Just pick the cross up and, and, and carry it. Let's go. Pick that mistake up. Let's go. Pick that error up. Let's go. Deny yourself. Take up that error, that mistake, that foolish thing you did, whatever, whatever the consequences. Pick it up, man. Let's go. We're not letting... God is not letting you wallow in self-pity if he sent Jesus to die for you. What part of paid it all don't you understand? All is how much? If he paid it all, man, will you get somewhere and get some confidence and courage and let's move on? Don't wallow in that, that mistake, that error, the consequence. Deal with it. Amen? Revelations 12 and 10. And I heard a loud voice saying, in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is what? So the devil is called the accuser of the brethren, meaning that he accuses you, meaning that he constantly brings up what you've done. And it, the Bible even says he accused them before our God day and night. This doesn't mean he's standing in Y'all know the devil's not omnipresent. He can't be in, in God's face telling on everybody day and night. It just means he does it in the midst of God being here. Does that make sense? He's doing it. And God is watching him, but he's doing it to you. He's accusing you. To you. He's bringing up what you did and not letting you forget it so you'll feel some kind of way about it and wants you to act on it. In lack of confidence, like you can't make it, like you're too bad, like something's wrong, like you'll never be what God wants you to be because of what your history says. That's an accuser. Okay, some folk ain't understanding what I'm saying. What is antichrist? Isn't antichrist the opposite of Christ? The antithesis? The opposite of Christ is antichrist, right? So what is Christ? A redeemer. He redeems us. So what's the opposite of redeem? Accuse. If Christ is the redeemer that gives us life more abundantly, 
then the devil is here to destroy your life by bringing up error and accusing you. In other words, our guilt is paid by Christ. But the devil is the opposite of that, so he's making you guilty again. Is it too cold outside? Boy, I mean, I'm up here preaching and folk looking like... <laughs> So he accused them day and night. So the devil, that's his job. He's the opposite of Christ. He's always making you think of what you did so you can't get past it. When folks can't get past old stuff, they drink. They smoke. They use drugs. They use pre prescription drugs. They get on meds. They have anxiety and depression dysthemia and hopelessness because they can't get past what they did. So they have to try to mask their subconscious and quiet it with some kind of substance. That's the devil. Look at somebody and say, that's the devil. How are you going to be on substances like that? The fruit of the spirit brings love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness. It's not good if you can't sleep. The accuser is after you to bring up what you did and always try to hold you accountable for it. Now, we take responsibility for it, but you can't always feel bad about it. Oh, can I get an amen on that? You got to get past it. Look, somebody say, get past it. Get past it. Amen. And it don't mean you forget it either. You need to remember so you don't do it again. But look at somebody and say, get past it. Don't let the accuser of the brethren keep accusing you. Amen. Are y'all alive today? Is the message just slapping you like that? I mean, the, the battle for our lives is not in this realm. It's not in the physical realm, but in the what? Spirit realm. The devil fights our minds to get his will accomplished. Ephesians 6 and 12, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual, not natural wickedness in high places. We're not wrestling against Donald Trump and, and Obama. We're wrestling against spiritual wickedness. In high places. Amen. That, 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 they're not doing anything that the people don't want them to do. People select leaders. Amen. Can I keep preaching? All right. The eyes are useless when the mind is blind. Mm, that's so deep. That's so deep. The God of this world can do what? Blind our, have your mind ever been blind? Well, let me explain what the blind mind is. Okay, put your because somebody, somebody don't know. Your blind mind is when your eyes see something. You know you're going to get in trouble for it, but you still do it. You see it, but you, you, your mind is blind. Yeah, your eyes see it, want it, and you get it. 
You ignore, well, you don't ignore it. Your mind is blind. You, the devil blinded your mind where you couldn't hear your mind telling you. Remember what happened last time. Your mind even has the ability to go in a subconscious stream of something that happened before and bring that to your remembrance. But a blind mind blocks it. You block the consequences of what happened the last time. So your eyes, your mind, your mind is blind. Your eyes can't see. The God of this world can blind our minds, meaning that it can close off our perception of the spiritual issues that we will continue to fight naturally to no avail. So we'll continue to fight in the natural when it's really a spiritual issue. And there's something spiritual wrong. And I don't know why folks try to be saved and not spiritual. The minute you get saved, spiritual attacks are coming. How do folks do a marriage ceremony in the church and what God has put together, let no man put asunder? Said that at the wedding like the devil didn't hear it. And so you just think, well, if, you know, if, as long as we, you like it, like me, I like you, you know, it's, it's just going to work. And you're not even thinking, you just quoted a scripture that made the devil mad. So he's going to cause some kind of spiritual issue to happen between you and your wife. You might as well have just got married in the juke joint in the club and left all the scripture out. How do people get married without God anyway? Didn't God make that? Well, I have questions. Yeah, but when you sign up for something like that, you're signing up for a spiritual battle. When you have kids, you just signed up for a spiritual battle. Yeah, you just you just told the devil, "Okay, devil, I'm about to have I'm about to fight you because you're not getting my seed." The devil says, "Yes, I am." And he starts sending stuff your way to try to get your seed. It's been a seed fight since Genesis. A seed battle. All of this stuff. So there are spiritual issues here. So you can try to fight them in the natural. Some of y'all can't get, some of y'all can't keep jobs because of the devil. I've done everything right. I, I, I show up. I'm, I'm this. I'm this. Well, brother, have you prayed curses off your life? But really, though, how do you think it's not a spiritual issue? Like when I was talking about missing church audit, how do you think you're going to make it without the fellowship of your brothers and sisters and the strength that you get here? Do you think you're just coming because you selectively chose a place to just come and chill? Don't you know you get weakened when you don't come? So don't you know that's the devil trying to stop you from coming? You ain't strong enough to stop the devil from keeping you from coming to church. You don't need to be in no leadership here. You better be able to tell the devil, look, now, man, I got an appointment with my fellowship. Because I know how I get if I go too long without iron to sharpen me. This is spiritual. Y'all think, I mean, it's a natural building, but this is a spiritual assembly. Yeah. That's why we got to do things even when we're working in this. We got to do things with excellence because we can't give the devil room. You don't think he wants to end this? 
Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Renewing of your mind. So let's get the natural side of this and get a better spiritual understanding of what's really going on. That's where the arguments, that's where the fights, that's where the disagreement. All this stuff is coming from spiritual issues. Because I told y'all in Fallen Coast, the natural is spiritual. You shall know them by their fruit. What fruit? Their spiritual fruit. What spiritual fruit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. But those are natural behaviors. The spiritual becomes natural. It's all the same. What? We want to keep it spiritual. Well, somebody sent me, Lord have mercy, sent me a video of this woman talking about, see, I was reading my Bible. She opened the Bible, and a whole bunch of gold glitter fell out. Gold glitter from Hobby Lobby. And it just fell all through her page and fell on the ground. And oh, and then, then she turned the page. And then when I was reading over in Acts, ooh, look, God just sent all this gold dust. No, no. See, that's somebody trying to make the natural spiritual so they don't have responsibility for their natural situations. Yeah, that's an escape. That's not how it works. No, God is not raining gold dust. Send me bullions, Lord, and I'll be jumping up like Mario to get them. Gold coins. I'll be getting them all. I'll be on on my way to the gold silver exchange. I wouldn't even have time to make no video with that Bible. That's a special book. That book would have been on eBay. Look at all this gold dust. Why would God give it to me if I couldn't sell it? He don't believe in relics. He gave me that so I can go cash in. Gold dust. What is gold dust? What is that? Is there a such thing? Bible book full of glitter. And she just talking normal. Like normal. I mean, she'd have been in a straight jacket. But she was just talking, yes, and God, he just, look, ooh, look, all of it. No, the natural don't become spiritual like that. Let's see your love. Let's see your joy. Let's see your peace. Long-suffering gentleness. Let's see your goodness, your faith, your meekness. Because God told me, I will know them by their fruit, not by glitter in the book. I don't need to see the glitter falling out your book. I need to see the fruit, your behavior. Let's see how you treat people. Let's see your marriage stay together. That's, that's, that's fruit. Long, that's called long-suffering. Can I tell the truth in here? Amen. Fighting a spiritual battle with physical weapons is like bringing a knife to a gunfight. The enemy will prevail because your understanding is what? Hindered. The devil knows what you know. He knows what you don't know. Sometimes when he's walking around you seeking whom he may devour, he's just walking around you seeking your inconsistencies so he can get you. Oh, she don't read her Bible. I get her with some false doctrine. Oh, she like going to the prophetic conferences. I get her with some erroneous bull doogie. 
somebody talking about foolishness. I let a grow tooth grow in her mouth. Dude was preaching and walking. He was walking through the audience, and then he's he's talking and whatever. And he said, "Oh, wait, wait, what's that? What's that?" And dude went over and picked it up. It's a diamond, Pastor. It's a diamond. And they went and went to the window and scratched the window. It's cut the glass. It's a diamond. Hey! God threw a diamond. Marquee cut, wedding cut. God cut it and everything. <laughs> shaped it. God shaped the diamond. <laughs> People crazy. Amen. Fighting a spiritual battle with physical weapons is bringing a knife to a gunfight. Oh, what did I? Yeah, the enemy will prevail because your understanding is, is hindered. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? They're not carnal. But what? Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Men that lack understanding will always fight physically, verbally, and emotionally, but never spiritually. I tell men all the time, dude, calm down. Why are you so irate and upset and all of that? No, good man, I mean, I just don't. You just, you're always physically ready to fight. Always verbally yelling out and junk. Always emotionally hurt. But you, you never fight spiritually. When's the last time you fought in prayer? When's the last time you prayed a warfare prayer? Got your Bible, set it down in front of you, got on your knees, read stuff, and just called it out in the air of your home. When's the last time you woke up when everybody was asleep and started declaring in your house what you want to see happen as the head? But then you want to email me, oh, Pastor, this, I mean, everything bad just keep on happening. Bro, why are you always fighting verbally, physically, and emotionally? And the devil is running circles around you. 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking what? Seeking the person that's not fighting spiritually. He's sucker punching you. Yeah, you got to have authority. As a man, I mean, y'all, I understand the testosterone level of ABC. We got a bunch of men in here. So we always on 10. I understand. He rolled. He rolled. I understand all of that. That's all good. But dude, if you're not fighting spiritually, you ain't no hero. The devil is kicking your tail. You got to stand in the doorway of your home and declare that he can't come in here. Some stuff you can't allow. And if you can't lead your home like that, you, 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 you're no good to your home. If your wife is the spiritual leader of your home, your home is in trouble. You, the devil can just walk around freely with a toothpick in his mouth, smack at him. He just ate all the time in your refrigerator. Just walking, roaming around. 
Because you're not the spiritual, you're not standing strong, you're not ready for a spiritual battle. Trying to fight with your fist, lashing out and yelling and angry and getting quiet and shutting down. Wife got it. What, what's wrong, baby? And then they come tell me, oh, I just got to get quiet because if I said something, man, I, was, I just was going to say the wrong thing, so I just got quiet. What? Devil looking at you like, man, let me get to your refrigerator. What you got in the refrigerator? <laughs> Give me some links out of here or something. <laughs> I mean, you just, what? The word of God can be right before you. Even in your mouth, you could be preaching it. But without proper understanding, it cannot be applied. I don't want to be a preacher that can preach it and can't do it. It can't be applied because you have no understanding. Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, do what? Oh, let's back up. Wisdom is the principal thing. The main thing. The principal at the school is the main person at the school. It's the principal thing. Therefore, do what? Do what? Get wisdom. But look, y'all, wisdom is not going to help you if you don't. That's what I tell you. Why are you watching all these YouTube, end of the world, book of Daniel videos? You have no understanding. That's the most complicated stuff in our world right now. That's more complicated than astrophysics, what Daniel saw. We won't understand most of that stuff until Jesus comes back. Quit watching somebody in a robot voice showing you pictures telling you what Daniel was talking about. And his feet were brass and his face was a That might be Stephen Hawking. <laughs> that was wrong. That was, that was wrong. That was wrong. But yeah, you don't know who it is. It's just a robot voice. And you just watching it. Oh man, the end of the world is coming in 2022. And then they send me the video, Elder Trent. Pastor, what you think about this? What? Four hours? First of all, I think it's too long. I'm not sitting in front of anything there is for four hours. That's why I don't play golf, Bryce. I can't go with you. God, that take too long. I need speed golf. Is there a shorter version? Four hours? <laughs> That's a long time, man. I'm not going to watch nobody say nothing for four hours. Oh, God, Spatha don't talk to me that long. She don't want to hear me for four hours. I don't want to hear me for four hours. Just watch. Oh, picture after picture. So I tell somebody, I say, man, why don't you just turn off the YouTube? No, it don't infect my day. I just play it in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Yeah, that's a good way to get a demon. And then they wonder why. Look. It's, it's, it's always, it's, the same people that watch all this stuff have the most problems. The most problems. And all of their problems are internal, emotional, emotional. 
emotional heartache, heart breathing, panic, uh, uh, depression. All these, those are spiritual issues. It's something spiritual happening to you. But you keep filling yourself with wisdom without understanding. You're getting spiritually attacked by every devil that follows that stuff. And you have no understanding. You don't get enough on Sunday. You can't pick up the Bible and read it. Why you got to watch 20 different preachers? All these voices. Don't you know you getting spiritual? See, you're in a fellowship now because the Bible tells me that I'm assigned to watch for what? Watch for what? So as I'm preaching, I'm doing what? 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 Every now and then I hit you up. Hey, brother, everything's all, is everything okay? Man, it's funny you hit me up, pastor. Something, something, something. I'm watching for you because what I'm preaching, I'm taking responsibility for. So I got to take responsibility for what I'm saying and take responsibility for you hearing it. But somebody else? And you just pile it on, pile it on, pile it, pile it on, just like this dude. Just head flat with it. <laughs> That's a real flat top. Flat top. And, and, and you just and, and, but got the most got the most information with the most problems. The Bible says ever learning, but pride blocks understanding. It makes people ignore the logic of cause and effect. Cain is the best example of this. God is God, right? God is talking to you, right? God tells you what you need to do, right? And you still don't do it. That's illogical. But his pride blocked his understanding. He didn't consider, if I do A, I'm going to get B. James 4 and 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him is what? It's a sin. But you don't do good even if you know to do good because you're, you're, you got pride and it's blocking your understanding. You're forgetting cause and effect. You can get so caught up in what you want to do, you won't even consider cause and effect. Yeah. Would nobody get divorced if they considered the logic behind cause and effect? Nobody. There would not be one divorce. Not one. Not one. If you understood cause and effect. If I do this now, later on, my children are going to be affected. I'm going to be affected. And every marriage I get in after that might have issues from it. Then I'm going to have unforgiveness issues and I'm going to be accused by the devil all the time for what I did. All because in the heat of the moment, I did not consider the logic behind cause and effect. When our understanding is skewed, we will do things that are illogical or even unethical just to temporarily satisfy what? But our understanding is skewed when we will do things... Uh, we will do things that are illogical and unethical just to satisfy, temporarily satisfy the state we're in. But it comes with a cause and effect. You're going to pay for that. That temporary satisfaction is going to take you down further. Job 15 and 31. Let him not put his hope in what is false. 
falling into error. For he will get deceit. What? <laughs> See, here's the thing. Y'all let your guard down. Come up with some old raggedy dude. Bring him in here and then try to get him right or whatever. And then he going to hurt you. He going to be whatever he was when he slid under the fence. You can't change him. If he wanted to change, he would have came. He would have used the, the, the fence, the gate, and, and came out. He slid. And so, if, so at the end of all of that, you're going to get deceit. That's why, you, I mean, cheating and lying on your job and cheating to get ahead and doing all that. Man, you, deceit is going to be your reward. You got to do things right. Let him not put his hope in what is false. Falling into error. God's not going to bless mess. Summary. Lucifer desired to be lifted up and worshiped. Yeah, this is. Something about this story, I tell you, and I feel like the Lord really showed me a lot of things that happened in that realm while I was working on part 12. It, this is just one of those head-scratching stories that you almost have to be there to really understand. I mean, this is, this is pretty complex. But Lucifer desired, to, Lucifer desired to be lifted up and worshipped in the realm of the sons of God. Sons of God. He wanted something that was impossible to get. But what did he do? And that's what people do. They want to live a life. It's impossible for you to get the happiness you're seeking. The way you're seeking it. But you're going to try anyway? To go against the creator of all things, including you. He made you too. And still think he would be victorious is what? But pride, pride is such an animal. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst thing that can get in you. The worst thing. Because pride will, pride caused this being to believe that he deserved worship to the point that eternal punishment was worth the effort. What? I'm going to risk it all and just go to hell. Eternal punishment was worth me trying, even though it was impossible. This is an absolute lack of what? Understanding. This is proof that a prideful heart can cause a person to do things that are illogical in order to be seen and lifted up. If all the beings knew that God was the leader, why would they follow Lucifer? So now we ain't even talking about Lucifer. Let's talk about the other sons that he made. If you knew God was the leader and made y'all all, why would you follow the dude that's under and lesser? Where are you going? This seems illogical to the logical mind, but it's really a total lack of understanding. Lucifer did not understand that those that rebelled with him are going to eventually rebel against him for the same reason he rebelled. Lucifer did not understand that the same ones that rebelled. See, it wasn't even Lucifer that rebelled on Mount Hermon. That was Azazel. That was somebody under him. So somebody under him did something. What is going on? Who's the leader of the rebellion? Nobody can lead a rebellion like that. Everybody's a rebel. The angels that fell with Lucifer did not understand that a leader that is not loyal to his leader can never be what? Lord anything. Lucifer got them all kicked, all, all kicked into hell, and, and they all going to burn forever. You think he cares? 
He, he wasn't loyal to God. He can't be loyal to anybody. These are issues that plague men of prideful hearts. Their understanding is distorted. They cannot do things the right way. They are blind to truth and fight against good, all because their lives are not good. Their lives are not good because they refuse to do things what? God's way. Good old scripture, and then I'm closing. Proverbs 1 and 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent not. Consent thou not. So if sinners entice thee or tempt thee, don't, don't do it. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. Let us do people wrong. Let us, you know, shed innocent blood. Let us do these things. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and hold all those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with sport. Let us go be rich. Let's go get rich. Let's just go and be about it. Be about that life. Let's cast in a lot among us and we'll all have one purse. We'll all just, we just all be rolling. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. This is understanding. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Okay, so you don't go run after them because their intent is evil. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for what? Their own blood. They lurk privately for what? Basically, whatever they are doing wrong is going to be done to them. So you don't run with wrong because wrong is going to always do you wrong. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.